Namaskaram. Welcome to Indrasir. Om Tram Bakam Yajamahe Sugandim Pushri Vardhanam Urvarukami Vabandhanam Maritur Mukshya Mamrita Tvaha. So today I will be uh, focusing on the recent petition that was submitted to the New Hampshire House of Representatives requesting an investigation and um, public testimony be received regarding the governor's emergency and executive orders surrounding COVID-19. So let's start, oh, by the way, all of these documents that I'm going to be referring to can be um, downloaded and looked at uh, by subscribers at the Subscribestar um, which link, which you can find um, in the information section of this po podcast. All right, so on November 27th, there was a petition entitled Petition for Redress of Grievances Concerning the 2020 COVID-19 Emergency and Executive Orders Issued by His Excellency Christopher T. Sununu. And that um, petition was sent to former Speaker Steve Shirtliff, as well as uh, Representative Lay, Douglas Lay, uh, Representative, um, the late Representative uh, Dick Hinch, um, who I believe then became Speaker of the House, um, and also Clerk uh, Smith. All right. Uh, so that was submitted by PDF. And that petition was signed by how many people? Signed by it, it currently, I believe it has 166 signatures. But at the time that this petition was submitted to the House and the clerk, it had 149 signatures. And I will read, <clears throat> I will read the petition to you. Um, I apologize for its length. <clears throat> but I think it's important for you to hear it so that you know it was submitted. Petition for redress of grievances concerning the 2020 COVID-19 emergency and executive orders issued by His Excellency Christopher T. Sununu, Governor. Pursuant to Part 1st, Article 32 of the Constitution of the State of New Hampshire, we, the undersigned people, being of the State of New Hampshire, have consulted upon the common good and having found it to be and have been perverted and manifestly endangered with respect to the 2020 COVID-19 emergency and executive orders, we now respectfully petition the Honorable New Hampshire House of Representatives and the Honorable Representatives thereof for the redress of our grievances. And we petition that the House of Representatives and the several Honorable Representatives thereof adopt this petition in its concise form and further record on this petition the names of those Honorable Representatives who care to present this petition with the people undersigned so that this petition is properly received and read and a summary of this petition printed in the House calendar and we petition that the clerk of the House of Representatives state the substance of this petition in summary and place a copy of this petition on file. Whereas we, the people undersigned, have observed and encountered a body of information, evidence, and interpersonal reports and that consistently call into question and raise doubts about the validity of and necessity of an order declaring a state of emergency due to novel coronavirus, COVID-19, and its extensions, we are concerned that the state of emergency is and was artificially, unnecessarily, and inappropriately prolonged. 
Whereas we, the people undersigned, have experienced, witnessed, and heard of the pains, sufferings, and loss of our fellow people arising from the 2020 COVID-19 emergency and executive orders, including but not limited to the following listed below, we are therefore concerned that the emergency and executive orders are and were excessive and negligently continued to the severe harm and detriment of our people, our children, our economy, our constitution, and our way of life. And then there's a list of the various ways that that happened. A, loss of life unrelated to COVID-19, including but not limited to causes such as suicide and delayed medical care. B, loss of physical, mental, and social health unrelated to COVID-19, including but not limited to loss of fitness through lack of play and exercise, delayed surgeries, delayed treatments, and other medical care. Loss and interruption of age and life life stage appropriate social interactions and experiences and increased depression, anxiety, hypochondriasis, and obsessive compulsive fixations. C, denial of basic human dignity and humane treatment, including but not limited to keeping our elderly infirmed and dying isolated from their families, friends, and loved ones, and vice versa, as well as keeping our people from gathering to worship God. D, loss of income, including but not limited to causes such as business and employee employees being considered non-essential. E, infringement of several constitutional rights, including but not limited to the right of freedom of religion, right of freedom of expression, right of privacy, right of bodily integrity, and right to peaceably assemble. F, exposure to education of reinforcement for our children in maladaptive psychological, social health, and emotional practices which may in some instances be irreversibly harmful and may subject otherwise beautiful, intelligent, and capable children to physical, mental, social, and spiritual ailments, which likely would never have been suffered if it were not for the executive and emergency orders, including but not limited to separating newborns from their mothers at birth. G, denial of access to and enjoyment of long-standing common traditions, practices, relationships, services, and institutions, including but not limited to access to schools and places of worship, being present, being present at a family member's death and being able to com- comfort and console our ill. H, causing otherwise law-abiding individuals to, subject, to be subject to citations and possible or actual prosecution for acts which have been have previously been deeply ingrained through long-standing tradition and custom to consider to be considered reasonable, healthy, societally acceptable, and even encouraged. I, and lastly, needlessly causing avoid, avoidable situations of deprivation, denial, solitude, confusion, fear, and powerlessness among the people, such that it may have led to actions of desperation and duress. Therefore, we, the undersigned petition, the Honorable House of Representatives of the ha- of the State of New Hampshire, to form a committee or rely upon such existing committee as may, may be appropriate for the purpose of researching, compiling, investigating, evaluating, scrutinizing, assessing, and organizing all information, governmental records, and governmental proceedings as defined by RSA 91A, colon 1, a, and here and after referred to as information pertaining to the 2020 COVID-19 emergency and executive orders, including but not limited to any and all information relied upon for the formulation and justification of said orders, all information accompanying and disseminated as a result of said orders, and all information later derived from or arising from said orders, as well as all other information and documentation in the possession of His Excellency, the Governor, his advisors, and advisory committees, which is relevant to said orders. Further, we the people undersigned petition that such committee as requested above 
hold adequate public hearings to receive testimony and evidence submitted by the public pertaining to the grievances and concerns listed above. Further, that if upon a thorough, complete, accurate, true, informed, and unbiased evaluation of the circumstances, evidence, testimony, and information surrounding the state of emergency and related emergency and executive orders, it is believed to be just, proper, and appropriate by the Honorable House of Representatives, we the people undersigned petition that the House of Representatives promptly and without undue delay impeach His Excellency the Governor Christopher T. Sununu pursuant, pursuant to Part Second Form of Government Article 17 for the purpose of removing him from office and or for for future disqualification to hold or enjoy any place of honor, trust, or profit under the state. With love for our people, our state, and our country, we humbly sign and submit this petition for redress of grievances. And the signatures follow that. Uh, a copy of that, again, is at Subscribestar for those of you who subscribe. <clears throat> so then, on November 27th, uh, Speaker Shirtliff acknowledged that the petition had been received and was referred, uh, re received by him and was referred to the House Council. Um, and he carbon copied the original recipients also on, on that email. And then on December 22nd, 2020, Clerk Smith contacted the um, petitioners who submitted the petition and um, acknowledged that, that they had received the petition, that it was, um, that it was received in the clerk's office, and um, that the form of the petition would be stated on the House calendar as was requested in the petition, and that any further action on the petition would need to come from members of the House seeking to uh, act upon it. So that was on December 22nd. Then on um, December 22nd, the petitioner who filed the petition, the individual who uh, filed it with the House, wrote back and um, asked to receive a copy of the applicable house calendar, um, as well as um, asking um, what which uh, calendar it would be appearing in, and um, also stating to the clerk that at least one of the signature one of the signatories is a representative, and um, asking if that representative or other wanted to take further action. Uh, what would be the proper process for them to um, go through? Uh, I, we do not have a record of any response from Clark Smith on that. However, there is on December 31st, 2020, the House record, the calendar and journal of the 200, or two, uh, 2021 session, um, volume 43, number five, has a notice of petition on page two, um, and it states, a petition has been filed with the House of Representatives regarding the emergency and executive orders of Governor Sununu during the COVID-19 pandemic. It is available for inspection in the office of the Clerk of the House, signed Paul C. Smith, Clerk of the House. So that is outstanding. That is uh, That has been noticed. So there has been a, a petition signed by, um, 
at this point about, I think, uh, 166 individuals uh, requesting for an investigation by the House um, and hearing of public testimony um, by the House to determine whether or not the emergency and executive orders put forward by the governor of New Hampshire um, basically amount to something that would be impeachable. Um, and as far as I know to date, there has not been uh, a single representative that has carried it forward. If you'll recall that I said that in the clerk's email acknowledging that he would, um, you know, that he has received it in the office and he posted on the calendar, he said any further action would have to be um, taken up by members of the House. And as far as I know, um, that has not occurred. Uh, if you listen to another most recent podcast on this station, you will uh, recall that there is information, public um, a request for public documentation around isolation and identification of SARS-CoV-2, as well as asking for documentation uh, demonstrating the uh, benefits and risks, uh, short and long-term efficacy and so forth of the various mitigating measures, public health measures that have been put in place. And the response has largely been pointing um, the public back to public websites and otherwise um, essentially stating that there was no responsive materials. So um, it seems to me that there um, is a legitimate question as to um, what those orders were based on. Um, there's petitioners saying that they've been harmed. Um, the petition has been properly received by the House has pro been properly noticed on the calendar, and it's left to representatives now to take action. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to Indra Seer. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti.